0: What's up guys, in this video, we're gonna talk about some venture capital trends that are going on lately. I'm gonna be pulling a lot of data, stats, figures from a source called PitchBook. So we actually have a PitchBook's license. It's an awesome database that we use and they've give us, given us permission to share some of the charts and graphs and insights on the data that they collect. So let's just jump right into it. This first graph you see is you know, year over year of deal value and deal count for the venture capital industry. Keep in mind, these are all of the sources that file with PitchBook. It's not completely comprehensive, but it's pretty close. And it gives you a good idea of what's going on. As you can see, you know, between 2020 and 2021, it almost doubled in terms of deal value and a sharp increase in deal count. Before I tell you my thoughts on why this is happening, like why do you think this is happening? So I'll tell you what PitchBook thinks is happening and it actually leads to the second graph. They alluded to non-traditional investors leaned into VC in 2021. What a non-traditional investor is, is um, like a corporate venture arm, like a hedge fund or private equity that decides to allocate to a venture investment. It basically somebody whose investment mandate isn't directly to invest in venture-related Startups. So we've seen this massive shift of non-traditional investors going into venture capital in recent years. Why? And we talk about this in a lot of other videos, but investors are cash heavy, right? They have a lot of dry powder is what it's called, and they need to get that allocated. And venture has been one of the best performing alternative assets in the past decade. You know, some investors are saying, well, this could be a spoof because, you know, just from COVID related issues and changes. But honestly, I think it's here to stay. I think more and more people are wanting to get allocated to venture, including retail investors. And I think this number of non-traditional investors is only going to increase. So yeah, let's go back to that first graph. So, you know, obviously just deal count is going like crazy. There's something to keep in mind here in terms of deal value. Just like in real estate, when you have, you know, several people buying, you know, let's let's call it a first-time home buyer, several individuals that want to buy their first house. You have 10 people bid on a deal, it automatically drives the price up. And for the deal after that, and the deal after that, and the deal after that, that there's market support for those types of valuations. I think we're seeing similar things in venture capital right now, where both traditional and non-traditional investors are bidding on all of these deals and they want access to them. It just drives the valuations through the roof. So the question is, is it here to stay? Let's look at a couple of graphs that, that pitch book provided for us. So this next one is on debt value slows despite record loan count. And this is us venture debt. So what venture debt is instead of taking a, an equity position in startups is you are, they're basically like a loan. Usually it's in the form of a convertible note. So at certain mi- uh, valuation milestones, you know, there's a Chance to convert that debt into equity, but you know debt is slowing. Why? Um, I think if people are allocating to venture, they're just they they want that upside that that equity gives them. If institutions, since they're the most common allocator to venture, are going to allocate to venture capital, I think they really want that upside there, especially where other markets are looking um, overvalued. This is a new graph. Over half of all 2021 deals exceeded. 10 million dollars. So you look at that trend, right? Uh, you see how the orange and green bars are growing in size and the blue ones are shrinking. That means smaller investments are less common and larger check sizes are a lot larger. You know, why is this? Um, You know, I think we, I kind of talked about it before and obviously this is just my opinion, guys, but these allocators have so much money. Well, let's just say you have 100 million to allocate to venture. You don't want to do, you know, 1 million check sizes to 100 different investments. It's very difficult to manage. As these larger institutions get more and heavier allocations to venture, they're increasing their check size. I think that's one reason. And I think, secondly, is almost everything you see these days is a tech related investment. And, you know, I'm very, very bullish on tech, but what technology does is it in earlier years, you know, one unit of input equaled one unit of output. The crazy thing about softwares and technologies is one unit of input, you build the tech once and then you can do it a hundred or a thousand or even a million times, right? So it's this exponential curve on technology. So you're starting to see the, you know, the best performing sectors, traditional sector like healthcare or agriculture, or finance and you're just adding tech behind it and that's the best performing sector so health tech and agritech and fintech right like it's because technology is now being implemented into these other ways of life boosting up valuations making them a lot more attractive businesses and the venture model right now like the reason people want to take so much money in the door is in the tech world you need to have market penetration right you need to own a good portion of the market in order to be competitive so the model is yeah we're gonna go in debt but we're gonna acquire all the customers so that's why we're gonna take on all these venture dollars you know once we've got all the customers in the door we're gonna raise the prices so it's the kind of the freemium model we're gonna raise those prices and then we're gonna be uber profitable. But so I think there's a lot of reasons why that is, but check sizes are growing. That's all there is to it. Let's look at another graph here. So angel deal value and seed deal value and seed deal count. So you'll see that seed deal count is growing. So there's a lot of talk in the industry right now that seed is the new series A. Earlier seed investments were just deemed as very skeptical, very questionable investment opportunities. Series A was like the sweet spot because they've already had you know, an initial investment. They've already you know, have some business infrastructure, but now they don't care about that. If they're allocating to the venture capital, they're looking for these 20X multiples on their money. So So they're more willing to allocate to these seed concepts. Now, I think venture activity is only going to increase. I think the pandemic fueled that so many people leaving their jobs and you know, going and starting their own businesses or going and getting the job of their dreams, like it's a worker's market. And I think it's gonna stay that way for a while where we're just gonna see a lot of new business activity. It's great for the economy, it's great for the world. Government incentives are gonna align with that. I mean, government loves venture capital, right? Why? Because it creates new jobs. A brand new company, it's like easily correlated to creating new jobs and raising that GDP. Last but not least, I did want to show you this trend on SPACs. SPAC IPOs have tapered off since Q1 but remain at an elevated pace. I don't know about you, but looking at this graph right here, it's pretty clear that 2021 was a was a radical year for SPACs. Now, With that said, there was kind of this bull rush on it, like similar to what happens in crypto. And now investors are wanting their money back from some of these SPACs. I think SPACs, in case you're not aware, there's kind of like three main ways to go public. There's an IPO, initial public offering. There's a direct listing, you know, straight onto the market. And then there's kind of a SPAC flash reverse merger. And I think SPACs are more and more appealing. I don't think they're gonna remain at the levels they are, but I definitely think prior to 16, they were, you know, there, but not very often, I think they're gonna be a significant portion of how companies go public, but not this crazy trend that we're seeing. I just wanna close by encouraging you guys, like I think there's nothing more important than staying on top of trends trends are amazing like they tell you it's the best way to predict the future um, or anticipate the future or better yet anticipate the probabilities that different futures have so you know by really studying these trends and understanding where things are going from both a macro and micro lens on your individual you know markets i think that's the best thing you can do. Thank PitchBook for these wonderful insights. I hope you guys have a good one. We'll talk to you soon.
1: I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around, and now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington and this is Investment Fund Secrets Hey! hey it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch the scale of funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that in here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger, at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.